0: Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. It is 6.53. Good morning. Despite the deal to get three Turkish power ships to successfully dock and start producing 1,200 megawatts of emergency power to South Africa, apparently progressing, the company in charge, that's COP Powership, ship, is facing mounting issues locally, including negative perceptions from the public and trouble with b e e well this is uh, what happens uh, when when you get caught up in when government gets caught up in its own rules the power ship deal has faced massive headwinds in uh, south africa we wanted to understand a little bit more about this professor patrick bond is a distinguished professor of sociology at the university of johannesburg a very good morning thanks for joining us how are you today uh, Shalom, great to be with you, Howard. Nice to chat to you. So uh, just uh, where, where are we with this? Because it really does, I mean, it's, it's really been going on for years, this issue of the cop powerships, And somehow we know that there's something a little bit more to it, but we qu- can't quite put our fingers on it, can we?
1: It's just like the Clash song that you just played. Mm-hmm. "The Law And the law one. Uh, in reverse, as we often do in this country. I mean, we had it on Friday with Jacob Zuma fighting exactly. the law in Zuma One. And here we've got, uh, may I quote, uh, just a, a sentence sure. from Andre de Racher from his book. In fact, it was on ENCA in a February uh, interview. Quote, if we look at the company, uh, Cardin is the owner of Car Powership. If we look at the company concern, if you do a fairly perfunctory research on Car Partnership, it is quite clear there's an extensive legacy of alleged corruption breaches of contract and abuse that they've left in their lurch in the countries where they've operated. So I think one's got to be careful with whom you get into bed on these particular deals. The thing that concerns me is the amount of resistance to enhanced anti-bribery and corruption clauses that I experience. So there's the rater who is going to be the consumer, the purchaser of the Our power ships in these three ports: Richards Bay, Kucha, and Saldana, and that's just one of the many uh, controversies that the that the ships have generated. But I think, uh, as as you put it, the the sort of lack of opacity, the allegations from a competitor, DNG a Petroleum, on whose board uh, Lord Peter Haynes sits, that there was uh, some uh, favoritism expressed, particularly with uh, uh, Montash and his mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. wife in the same business, and the official having some some meetings and these are the sorts of things that um, cast a pall over our energy system, which deservedly so everything we've seen since around 2007 when Hitachi bribed the ANC. I can say that word without your lawyers getting nervous because of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act uh, prosecution of Hitachi, which we haven't followed up on here. We just have seen ESCOM and the energy sector embroiled in, in corruption.
0: Yeah. And and of course, we've been taught this. So we've been taught to be very skeptical. You know, if this had happened maybe 10 years ago, uh, just uh, let's say at the beginning or sometime during Jacob Zuma's uh, regime, perhaps we wouldn't have been the skeptical. And certainly I, for one, would have said, just grab it. Let's solve the electricity problem. Uh, the environmental issues obviously are a concern, but, uh, but in fact, uh, lack of power, lack of electricity is a major concern to the environment as well. So let's at least get the economy back going. Let's make sure that we've got power and, and then worry about those other things. That's more important. But the minute we start to see Or get wind of the fact that there could be a lot more to the story. Well, that's what when we get nervous.
1: Yes, one of I agree with you on your analysis. I mean, one of the things that's uh, nerve wracking is the is the cost. And as you say, uh, ten, fifteen years ago, had we started instead of Madupi Casile and. more recently, since 2020, car power ships and other visions that ESCOM has of, of methane gas, 3,000-megawatt uh, plant that they proposed for Richards Bay, um, more offshore gas and oil, fracking onshore, all sorts of fossil-intensive uh, activities that will uh, bring on uh, climate sanctions, the so-called carbon border Adjustment mechanism, the trade sanctions on our exports because they're so uh, chock full of the, of the fossil fuels that go into the energy that go into the products that are exported and therefore they represent, as the, as the West will say, you know, an unfair competition. I think that's a correct, correct position of the West in this particular instance. And had we instead done the renewables, the wind and the solar, which were already 15 years ago, becoming cost competitive and certainly are very competitive now. We are looking at 15 billion Rand a year, Howard, and it's only um, 1220 uh, uh, megawatts. So out of a sort of total today, we'll probably all use 30,000 megawatts hmm. um, at a peak capacity. It doesn't really add, what, about 4%, but that could easily be brought in from renewables and uh, relatively non-invasive storage systems like uh, Pump storage, which we should be building up quickly, like in Gula or in Cape Town. Everybody there knows there's steam brass that prevents them from uh, at least one uh, stage of load shedding. Those would have been the alternatives. And one other one, Howard, which is Mm -hmm. very important for Richard's Bay, we have a lot of wasteful electricity, right, including the big BHP peloton. Aluminium smelter. And back in 2008, do you remember Derek Cooper, the head of Standard Bank, said to Tabo Mbeki, the then president, turn it off. It's uh, an enormous waste. Uh, they're using 7% of the grid. They get it about 30 cents a kilowatt hour in today's terms. It's about a, an eighth of what you and I pay. And uh, there's only 1,200 jobs, and we need some just transition, obviously. This was repeated in the business day by Michael Avery last uh, year. But it, unfortunately, the demand management, the conservation, the, the questioning of who's using and abusing our electricity hasn't really come up properly.
0: So in other words, what you're saying is that if you take the money, if you take that spend and you use it elsewhere, you can have something that is sustainable, longer term, provide jobs, and uh, and the money stays locally and it doesn't go to some uh, – Dubious and and uh, you know or, or questionable uh, company. So the the there's, right. there's every reason to take that money and spend it locally versus using you know, bringing in these ships.
1: Yeah, there's two types of money involved, isn't there? The first is just the cost, and that 15 billion rand a year, where we won't even, after five years, have a car partnership. It just Mm -hmm, will sail off. It's not like we're buying an asset. Unlike if you bought uh, renewables, you have a big upfront uh, capital cost, but then it's uh, more or less uh, low cost for operations and maintenance. Mm -hmm. Now, that's one uh, factor. But the other factor, as I was mentioning, is if we use fossil fuels, and this is methane gas, it could well come from northern Mozambique, the closest proximate source of this LNG, that's what we would call blood methane, which because we have, as you know, 1200 of our troops up there fighting on behalf of Total Energies and ExxonMobil. And it's a, it's a shocking reflection of our geopolitics that we're playing into Emmanuel, Emmanuel Macron's agenda when he came two years ago to ask Ramaphosa to put the troops there. But secondly, that methane leaks and we're not very good in this country at keeping our pipelines from leaking or being broken into and the leakage makes methane 85 times worse the CO2 that you get from coal fired power plants. So the idea this is a transition fuel that will help us decarbonize is really quite nonsensical, given this record. And and most of the world is sort of saying quite openly, you know, let's get off methane, let's not go to gas on the way to renewable, let's just get off fossil fuels. We have to for our future generations' sake. And I know in in the Jewish tradition, that sense of uh, generational responsibility is so incredibly important. I hope your listeners are not going to support more fossil fuels.
0: Yeah, indeed. I mean, we've got this concept that you're not even allowed to cut down a fruit tree, for example, and uh, and only under really extreme circumstances can you cut down a fruit tree. And if you do, you've got to replace it. So the whole idea of sustainability, very, very important. Professor Patrick Bond, thank you. Uh, As always, distinguished professor of sociology at the University of Johannesburg. It is 701. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning.